What? The podcast still up? Damn, I can't believe it. Snap, I thought for sure that trans episode was going to do it for me. Good Lord Almighty. Either that or I'm just that small of a podcast to where nobody really cares or gives a damn. Either way, we still in this thing. What? Bone chicken won't won't. We still here. Yeah, I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day uh, here in New Orleans. Seems like everybody went on Bourbon Street for some reason, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But hey, there's some... Um, there's a lot of crime going along, going on in um, in New Orleans right now, man. I don't understand why. Like, I mean, well, New Orleans really sucks. And that's going to be, we're going to open up with that. But I just want to play this for you guys real quick. Peep this out. We got to, we got to do something. This don't make no sense. A woman loses her life after an afternoon shooting in Algiers. And neighbors are demanding a stop to the violence. The holiday weekend turned deadly in an Algiers neighborhood when bullets flew in broad daylight and killed a woman in a parked car. Maddie Kurth reports. On the holiday weekend, it got to stop. It just got to stop. Gun violence claims the life of another woman in New Orleans. Police confirmed the shooting death of the 24-year-old woman in the 1200 block of Casa Calvo Street in Algiers shortly before 5 p.m. on Memorial Day. Maddie Massey-McGee says she saw a black Acura pull up to a neighbor's house with a man driving and the victim in the passenger seat. She says a white car then sped by at least one person firing from the vehicle before fleeing the scene. We thought it was, you know, firecracker. And when we came outside... We heard, we heard seven shots, bang, 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 bang. And the little car, I went across the street and asked the guy what was going on. I went to do CPR, but she was gone. Police say the woman was taken to the hospital where she was declared dead from her injuries. Chevelle Fontenet knows the tragedy of loss personally. She says her son, Hassan Miller, was killed alongside two other teenagers on Rain Drive in 2020. When is it going to stop? Like, we see the most of each other at funerals. It doesn't make sense at all. Fontenet says her cousin was driving the car in Algiers. Miraculously, he wasn't physically injured. A little shaken up. He is. He's very shaken up. Because, of course, when something is so close and near to you, what you expect? You're not expecting. You're not expecting. Because, see, life has no time on it. We don't know when we're going to leave, but we know that we will leave. And praying that we don't leave getting shot up. And that shock echoes throughout the neighborhood. We ain't never had this on our street. And I've been I've been around here almost for 12 years. And we ain't, we ain't never had this. And it starts with us. It starts with us coming from out the houses, saying what we know. You know, they have this thing where if you don't see nothing, I don't hear nothing, know nothing, I see nothing, no, we got to stop that. Because it could be my kid today, your kid tomorrow. Well, the victim's identity has not been disclosed, and the NOPD has not said whether detectives have developed a suspect or a motive in the fatal shooting. That's something I've been saying for years. This, this, this see no evil, hear no evil foolishness. Like, at some point, this needs to stop, this needs to end. It's one thing to be a snitch. It's something completely different to be a witness. See, there's a difference between the two. And for some reason, it, it's almost as if black people don't understand that. And I, I don't I don't know what it is. But like I said, welcome, you guys. I'm happy the podcast is still up for how long. I don't know. But hope you guys enjoyed your Memorial Days and 
your Memorial Day, not days, uh, day. I'm sorry about that. Well, some of y'all probably off today, too. Hell with that. Some of y'all probably off. Fuck y'all, you job-having bastards. But we're going to get on with the show, and I have a bunch of other news reports I'm going to play for you all, like, right after we open. So grab your drink, sit back, relax. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Black Hypocrisy. Whoa, I'm back. Oh, let's see how this turned out. Me and my raspy voice. I hate the sound of my voice. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, I'm on my IG. Stalking ass bitches out here thinking they gonna play with me. Yo, pussy good. Newsflash. Bitches for the hood. All them kids and not a single daddy. Spent your grown life out here playing Superman. Highest count of child murders, yeah, bitch, that's you. Thinking you a goddess, but we all know that ain't true. Why y'all wear them nails? Go get BBLs. Leaving your kids fatherless, y'all need to be in jail. Lower self-esteem, that's why y'all asses mean. You're the last one's chosen, the last one that's seen. Look at her, she mad at me, I hope she take a number. Shit, that's why these men don't really love you. Looking at y'all focus, y'all need to take a halt child in the system is really y'all fault look how the kids are raised up and down in the ghetto raised around nothing but thugs and pedals you hate the men you raise but all y'all do is praise bitches like cardi b y'all minds in the haze she ain't even black but got the right to use nigga but y'all look up to that thing with that weird figure why y'all hate men you know y'all really need us without us y'all can't kill that fetus sucking cock Hey, look like a mop. Got a street interview looking like a thot. I got a hard realization for these chicks. I got a hard realization for these chicks. 15 years old, I got up and got my mind woke. Y'all niggas looking stupid because y'all still wearing blindfolds. I got a hard realization for these chicks. I got a hard realization for these chicks. 15 years old, I got up and got my mind woke. Y'all niggas looking stupid because y'all still wearing blindfolds. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Hypocrisy Podcast. I am your host, the Prince of Petty, and we are about to do this thing. Let's get it. Oh my God, New Orleans as a state sucks. Yes, you heard me right. I said New Orleans is a state because if you're from here, we don't acknowledge no other part of Louisiana outside New Orleans, Metairie, Kenner, and the West Bank. Sometimes the Plas. There's multiple cities on the West Bank. We just call it the West Bank. That's about it. We don't acknowledge no other part of Louisiana outside those places. <laughs> oh, man, it sucks. I got some news reports here. I'm going to play for you all. And we're going to talk about what's going on out here in these streets. Responded to the call of a shooting at around 1130 this morning, and they found the teen in a car riddled with bullets. He died at the hospital. Erica Ferrando spoke with neighbors who live in that area about the crime. And Erica, what did our neighbors have to say? Well, Sharice and Katie, we're 18 days into the new year, and this most recent homicide in Central City marks the 17th murder this year, according to NOPD reports. I spoke with neighbors in Central City following the loss of yet another young person. They all had the same message. This needs to stop. 
happens too much every day. Another young life lost to gun violence. All black kids killing up each other. Wednesday in Central City, in broad daylight just before noon, a 19-year-old was in a car when someone started shooting, witnesses said. People were running and ducking. A family member told us the victim was in the car with his mother and two siblings when he was shot. Police said he died at the hospital. I feel bad because I'm a mother on myself. Uh-huh. Who wants to see their child get killed in front of you? In front of your face, right there. Coming from where I'm coming from, all you see is this. All you see is drugs. And some people subjectify that and make that seem as if that's all we live for, but no. And as the car was left with bullet holes and shattered windows, another family was left with unfathomable grief. We don't have no positive people we could turn to just in the community. This 24-year-old didn't want to share his name, but says young people need positive influences and activities. Yes, he didn't want to share his name, but he definitely put his fucking face on the goddamn news as if nobody in this city is going to recognize him or some shit. Your face is on the news. We don't need your name, nigga. We, we know exactly who you are, sir. But positive influence in the community, positive influence. What about positive family? What the fuck? I never once grew up and thought to myself like, hey, look, my neighbor ought to be a positive influence on me. No, I looked at my goddamn family, the motherfuckers I live with. I was never worried about that shit. I looked at the people around me, my family to be positive influences. I never looked at Lil Wayne or Juvenile or Manny Fresh or Baby. I bought them up because they're local New Orleans rappers. I never looked at anybody to be a positive role model for me? Stop fucking... Oh, God. I, they're projecting. That's what they're doing. They're projecting. They want to project this shit on the fact that they don't have no positive influences in the quote-unquote community. While at the same time, not acknowledging that they don't have any positive influences in their fucking lives. They don't have any positive influences in their goddamn families. They don't have nobody leading the way, paving the way for them to be successful in their damn families. So they're going to project it onto the damn community. Boy, I fucking hate niggas. You don't need programs for your black children. You need fucking families. That's what you need. You need fathers. You need actual goddamn mothers. Now, mind you, the woman who just said this shit, the the who need the positive, um, who need the, the programs for the family. Mind you, the woman who just said this, she's overweight. Hood is hood as fuck with pink fucking hair. No, not pink weave. Her hair is cut down short like a nigga and it's freaking pink. That's who just said they need positive programs for the children. Yeah. As city council members were a mile away holding a heated meeting to discuss how to fight the crime. If they feel as if what they can do to better to make to make a change in a better our neighborhood 
come on. I don't have to. I shouldn't have to ask you. To, I shouldn't have to ask council members or, or politicians or people with, with, with power to come down and, oh, we need your help. You see, we need your help. Just like if you had a family member that needed help, you're not going to wait till they say I need help. You're going to address the problem as is. Man, fuck all that. You want to fix the problem? Gentrify that motherfucker. Bring in a bunch of fucking white people and move these Negroes out. How about that? Detectives are still working to figure out a possible suspect and motive. The victim's name hasn't been released. Of course they didn't find this person either. <laughs> of course, of course. Psh, I keep forgetting we're talking about New Orleans here. I, I, I keep forgetting. I'm Sharice Gibson. We're coming off of a weekend of violent incidents, including an exchange of gunfire between a driver and armed suspects uptown. Neighbors shared audio and video of that incident with us. Eleanor Trebone takes us through what happened. It's 6.30 Saturday morning. Watch the right of your screen. You see this person carrying a gun. He seemingly pulls on the door handle of the truck and the black SUV. But no luck. Another person is walking along too, also carrying a gun. A black SUV following the duo down LaSalle Street. We don't know how much later, but another neighbour catches this audio. Gunshot after gunshot. Then you see what appears to be the same SUV reversed down LaSalle. According to NOPD, a 35-year-old man was inside his parked car when he saw two armed suspects with their faces covered pulling on door handles. One of them approached the man's car and pulled on the door handle. The driver fired his weapon at the armed suspect, got out of the car and ran towards a house. The suspects started shooting, striking him in the leg. We've had off and on uh, troubles in this area. It's, this was probably a little bit more gunshot than I had heard before. A neighbor telling us he saw the entire thing, then called 911. I was sitting in my chair, uh, right about to read the paper when I heard about 10 or 15 gunshots. So needless to say, this guy's white. Nobody sits outside and reads newspapers anymore. First off, I don't even think New Orleans produced newspapers was he about to read the newspaper on his phone or something i haven't seen a times picking you newspaper in years but either way point being made is he saw it happen he saw this getting ready to, he saw this going down <laughs> they pulled on a wrong person's car door and got shot at <laughs> and they showed it in the video the black suv was backing up down the street fast as shit <laughs> Ah, oh, that's what y'all get. Y'all plans to, I, boy, I wish he would have shot the ass and killed him. I wish he would have shot him and killed him. Saw one man across the street behind a car with a gun pointed down the street. According to the Metropolitan Crime Commission, there have been 101 homicide victims so far this year. 11 homicide victims in the last week alone. Now, overall, that's an 8% decrease, but it's still 140% higher than this same time in 2019. Damn! But there's also been 231 victims of non-fatal gunshot incidents so far this year. Damn! Former NOPD Superintendent Ronald Serpice says the city is in crisis mode. 
and the city needs to take action fast. City council and the mayor have to give the responses that they'll be taking from the police that don't have a police component. They have to fill that with some other branch of government. Eleanor Tabone, Eyewitness News. Police say the driver was taken to the hospital not long after the suspect also showed up at the hospital. Both men had been shot. The NOPD identified the suspect as 19-year-old Lindsay Singleton. He'll be booked into jail when he is released from the hospital. A tragic start to the Mother's Day weekend as two families now losing two lives. Two women were gunned down in Treme as they were leaving a restaurant and bar early this morning. And now new surveillance video gives us further insight into exactly what happened. WDSU reporter Shay O'Connor joins us live from the intersection of North Claiborne Avenue and St. Philip, where everything went down. Shay. Travis, we want to warn you that we did obtain some very graphic and disturbing video of the shooting. We're going to show you part of the video and then also you. Shay O'Connor, head, forehead as big as a motherfucker. Jesus Christ. She cute though. Got a big ass forehead. So I just wanted to warn you about that. On your screen right now, you should see four women walking down North Claiborne Avenue. Witnesses tell me that they were leaving from the hookah joint. It's a party catering to 2023 graduates. That that's what was going on last night. Then you see a gunman run from the corner at St. Philip shooting. The gunman runs behind the women. One woman falls, and we will not show you what happened from there. The next video shows a different angle. The women walking from the business before people are seen running after the gunfire erupts. A man and his wife actually heard the gunfire this morning while in bed. They tell me they immediately hit the floor. Their neighbors. Hours later, they finally realized what had happened. That looked more like a hit. I mean, she showed the footage. That looked like a hit. He wasn't shooting at nobody just randomly in the street or whatever like that. He specifically was behind the car aiming at the direction those ladies were walking in. He specifically picked them out to shoot them. That looked like a hit. He knew who he was shooting at. I'm sorry to hear that about the young ladies because we went to help her friend. Me and my wife went down to help her friend, a lady who was with her. And, you know, that was the one in the white Jeep. And she was crying. And she said she just left her, went outside. And right now you're looking at a growing memorial of the outside of the business where the two women were before the shooting. We have been seeing people coming all day, just bringing balloons and candles. People who were inside of the business when it all happened, they say that the women were having a good time before they left. They say there was no altercation beforehand, but of course we are working to find out more information. And in the meantime, if you do have any information about the shooting, you're being urged to contact Crime Stoppers at 822-1111. Reporting live from Treme Shea O'Connor, WDSU News. So of course they didn't catch this motherfucker. Not surprising. Much. We'll see you right back here at five o'clock. And out of turn, a father in the wake of his daughter's death has some words for Mayor Latoya Cantrell, and it all stems from comments the mayor made Friday just hours after two young women were gunned down outside of a nightclub. Yeah, WDSU reporter Shay O'Connor, she's live in Treme with why family of one of the victims says they can't mourn in peace. In this story, you'll see only on WDSU. Shay? Gina, the father of 20 year old Jadamon Jones, he, he tells me that the mayor was way out. 
What? What the fuck her name was? the father of twin-year-old Jadamon Jones. He tells me that the mayor was way out of line when she insisted. I quit. I don't I don't know what's going on with Ja Diamond. Ja Diamond. So was the mother named Diamond and the father's name Jamar or something? They just combined it and made Ja Diamond. I I don't I don't know where people come from with with these names. I don't I don't I, I can't comprehend the, the concept. God bless the dead. I don't mean to be making fun of you, you know, Ja Diamond. You know what? I, you know what? Go ahead on news. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That is true. <laughs> I don't fuck with Mayor Cantrell at all, but that is true. <laughs> These hoes be out here committing crimes too. In the previous news report, I told y'all that shit looked like a hit. That nigga knew who he was coming uh, shoot. He knew he was, who he was chasing behind. This wasn't a random act of violence. He knew who he was shooting at. Looking at that video, he knew exactly who he was shooting at. Now, hey, this man's daughter, Jadiamond, she may have been a casualty of some fuck shit that one of her friends may have done this man. I don't know, nor am I condoning it. But the fact of the matter is, what Mayor Cantrell said is in fact true. These women are out here committing crimes as well. It is not just the dudes. Hours after Jadiamond Jones and Imani Williams were gunned down outside a hookah club early Friday morning. It triggered Jadiamond's father. What was the other person's name? Oh, God. That's the comment from Mayor Latoya Cantrell. Hours after Jadiamond Jones and Imani Williams were gunned down outside a Okay, Imani. Okay, okay. Nothing's wrong with that. Imani. Okay. Hookah Club early Friday morning. It triggered Jadiamond's father in the wake of his daughter's death. And I think she spoke out of time. You know I, mean? I don't think she meant it for my daughter, but you said it. You were apologizing in private. Don't apologize in private. You said it in public. Apologize in public. Jerome Jones' 20 year old daughter was among four women seen here in this surveillance video obtained exclusively by WDSU, leaving the hookah joint along North Claiborne Avenue. Shortly after, a man is seen running and firing shots at the women. Jones and her friend, 20-year-old Imani Williams, died. Jerome says he does not know a motive. I don't know who you're getting your information from, who she's getting that information from, but before she says something, she needs to get it correct. Jones says his daughter worked as a substitute teacher while in school for nursing. She was set to graduate from her nursing program this week. The last text she got is mommy, daddy. We got a nurse as a daughter now. Diamond also had a two-year-old son who she was not able to spend Mother's Day with. Her friend Imani had just made 20 years old and was attending Southern University in Baton Rouge. Both were celebrating those milestones on the night of their murders. They celebrate. 
come on, I, I mean, we just need to get together. Stop worrying about this and worry about the crime. I mean, young, young ladies getting killed. I did reach out to the mayor for clarification on her comments made on Friday. She does not address the situation specifically in the statement, but here's what she had to say. It reads in part, this endless cycle of deadly gun violence is tearing apart our families and destroying our neighborhoods as our daughters, mothers, and aunts have all come under attack from senseless violence plaguing our streets. We must come together with compassion, hope, and a clear message to put the guns down. You can view that full statement by visiting our website, WDSU.com. Reporting live from Treme, Shay O'Connor, WDSU News. Shay, thank you. The shooting happened in Councilmember Eugene Green's district. He released this statement to us saying in part, of course, my condolences and sympathy first lie with the victims of this horrible crime and their family members. I encourage them to seek help with trauma recovery made available by the city of New Orleans and other agencies. Too many families are hurting in our city due to senseless violence. The two families of these victims deserve justice. I just want to say right there, that's a fucking lie. New Orleans do not provide help for trauma and mental illness and things of that nature. And if they do, the help itself is not plentiful at all. I want to call him out as bullshit for that. Tomorrow, Jones's family will attend what would have been her pinning ceremony at Nunez Community College. There will be a balloon release held for her before that ceremony starts. Jacked in front of her Broadmoor home, and the suspect was carrying a rifle. Then, as Natasha Robin explains, investigators in two different parishes say they chased and apprehended the suspected gunman. They were just sitting there, and it was tinted windows. Eight o'clock Wednesday morning, a woman pulled into her driveway in the 3800 block of Louisiana Avenue and noticed a pickup truck parked across the street. Moments later, she says a masked man gets out carrying a rifle. It wasn't even like it was that far, but coming fast, and he was cradling the rifle, cradling it, and he yanked open the door. The victim, she says, immediately knew she was about to be carjacked. She says the gunman told her, just get out. So she did, while she grabbed her purse to take with her. And he was like, no, 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 just get out of the car. And I just and I got out and off they went. Police say a short time later, they spotted two of the suspects, 18-year-old Karen Jones and 19-year-old Jacob Jones in the victim's stolen Jeep around the Desire housing development. A third suspect, they say 19... Around the Desire? That's what... Let me shut up. That, 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 yep, let me shut up. 18-year-old Diamond Eugene was in the pickup truck used to commit the carjacking. The NOPD attempted to stop the stolen Jeep, but they say they took off and a chase ensued. Police say they eventually crashed the Jeep and were both caught after a foot chase. Jacob, they say, was in possession of an AK-47, and they say Karen had a handgun. Officers then realized the pickup truck crossed the parish line into St. Bernard, and Sheriff Jimmy Pullman says his deputies immediately responded. At least 24 units uh, that responded to this. Uh... Yeah, one thing about Louisiana, you do not play with St. Bernard Parish, St. Bernard and West Wego. Oh, my God. If you do anything, they pulling up five and six deep, period. You're getting caught. <laughs> one great thing about St. Bernard, it's all hands on deck. When you have some type of pursuit, uh, 
incident like that, everybody comes out. And he says they chased the suspect, Diamond Eugene, from Chalmette to Miro and then back to Chalmette. Was able to disable the vehicle by using spike strips. Once the vehicle was disabled, the suspect exits his vehicle and continues his, uh, his plea carrying a weapon. And, and a weapon described to me as an AR-type weapon. Sheriff Fullman says Eugene eventually threw the weapon and scaled a fence on Lindell Drive. He was able to box him in in, in the yard and deputies through the search of the yard uh, apprehended the suspect. Investigators later discovered the blue pickup truck they say was used to commit the carjacking on Louisiana Avenue was stolen in a carjacking in St. Tammany Parish on Monday. All three men are now in custody and remain locked up on bonds of more than $245,000. I love New Orleans, but it definitely is worrisome. I feel like New Orleans feels different post-COVID, it just makes me sad because I love this city so much. Natasha Robin, Fox 8. Tonight, a family is coming to terms with the loss of a young woman who was brutally snatched away from them. Good evening and thanks for watching. I'm Devin Bartolotta. And I'm Cherise Gibson. As Asia Davis was shot and killed this week, Eleanor Tagone sat down with her family in tonight's top story. This memorial paying tribute to 28-year-old Asia Davis, who was shot and killed at the intersection of Mayo Boulevard and the South I-10 service road. Her family now grieving the loss of a young mother, daughter, sister, cousin, niece, and best friend. <laughs> Today, Kenya Davis sits here without her only daughter, Asia Davis. We barely holding on. Kenya now left to raise Asia's five-year-old child, who was born on Mother's Day, and will now celebrate her sixth birthday without her mother. My grandbaby is like my best friend. I love her to death. And my daughter knew that. I love my daughter. Asia was shot and killed Thursday morning. That's the sickening part about all of this. She's laid out on the concrete by herself. The family says she had a big heart and never stopped aiming for greatness. She overcame a lot of obstacles in life. She had a, a special patience because she was a home health aide for senior citizens and she loved to work with older people. She was a very beautiful person. Very she was a life of the party, you know. She uh, very respectable. Everybody she meets just loved her. The family laughing and crying together about the glue Asia was to this now broken family. She'll make you mad, but then a couple of minutes later, you couldn't do nothing less at her because she was a, a, she, she just was a comedian in her own right. Like many families across New Orleans, they're tired of the bloodshed. Less than 24 hours after Asia was killed, two other women were killed in the, in the city. Something has got to be done. It has to stop. We're just losing all of our children. They want action, not empty words. What are the leaders doing? They need help. They need to understand that you need help. You don't need no help. Your ass need to buy guns. You need to stockpile on, on ammunition. So that way when this shit happens, y'all can defend y'all damn selves. The leaders can only do so much. The neighborhood leaders, the mayor, the governor, they can only do so much. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all need to bring matters into your own hands. And when y'all see these motherfuckers robbing, looting, and pillaging, just shoot them. That's all you gotta do. Crime is out of control. Somebody has got to do something. 
Sharice and Devon, this afternoon, Mayor Cantrell had a press conference. At that press conference, she said some very controversial things, especially about the three women that were killed in the last 24 hours. This is what she said this afternoon. As it relates uh, to the violent incidents in the past, I would say 24 hours in the city relative to women, uh, what I will say is none of these acts are random at all. And what we have to understand that women also play a role in violent activity in our city. And so um, they will remain under active investigation. Uh, unfortunately, uh, people are involved in criminal activity in our city and it plays out on the streets of New Orleans and it is all genders, right? And we're seeing that as I showed Asia Davis's family this press conference. They were extremely hurt and angry. Mayor Contrell said this. They said those comments weren't warranted. They said they're shocked Mayor Cantrell, being a woman, would say that about other women and that she's not supporting women who lost their lives in the hands of others. They said it was very inconsiderate, especially as the murders just happened and families are grieving. A woman and a 17-year-old are dead and two others hurt after a shooting in the Pines Village neighborhood last night. A two-month-old was in the car during that shooting. Good evening and thanks so much for watching. I'm Whitney Miller. In the past five weeks, at least five mothers have been shot and killed in New Orleans. Melissa Curtis has been following these cases. I thought he was dead. I thought he was shot. I need y'all to remember that voice because it was so damn deep. I just need y'all to remember that voice. Two-month-old baby was in the backseat of the car when his mother was gunned down. It happened Saturday night in New Orleans East. According to NOP... Of course it was New Orleans East. Where else would it be? Psh, Chicago? Oh, no way. It's New Orleans East. It's always New Orleans East. They ought to just nuke that shit and start over. A 17-year-old boy was also killed. 20 and 13 year old are injured all stemming from connected incidents the baby is unharmed police say it that was a bitch remember that voice i told you to remember you just heard it again now mind you i'm watching this video that was a bitch that was a chick oh my god she sounded like she smoked a box of menthol 100s jesus christ killed a 20 and 13 year old are injured all stemming from connected incidents the baby is unharmed like she sound like she smoked two or three boxes of black miles god damn they say it happened in the 6,000 block of beechcraft street that's where the 17 year old was found but the woman was found a few blocks away on downman road Police believe she traveled roughly two minutes after she was shot in her car. Neighbors and family identified her to WWL-TV as Ronisha Anderson. She ain't never kicked up out of nothing. She's not a troublemaker. She don't want to fight. She don't want So her statement is, if you, if you missed her demonic voice, she said that the woman did not deserve that. She ain't never did anybody nothing. Which is a double negative. She means she didn't do. Uh, 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 she not. She not a troublemaker. I guess they meant to put. She's not a troublemaker. Uh, uh, niggas and talking. Jesus Christ. She says she don't go around fighting. She look out for everybody. So that's what the demonic voice was saying. Everybody. Ronisha is now 
is the fifth mother shot in the past five weeks. The third in recent weeks killed with a small child present. At least 11 women have been fatally shot in New Orleans this year. It's never been like this, um, this high in killing children and, 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 and women. Keisha Keller runs Esther's Haven House, a shelter serving victims of domestic violence. Keller says she's seeing more instances of domestic violence, something she says adds to the rampant killings of women. A lot of the women in, are getting killed because of um, a domestic violence situation. And because of the public not knowing um, that, is, that is domestic violence is on the rise again and it's high. Councilmember Helena Moreno echoed her sentiments on Facebook regarding last night's killings. In part, she called for harsher punishments of domestic violence offenders. She believes it will not only help families feel safer, but also make our city less violent as a whole. Reporting in New Orleans, Alyssa Curtis, Eyewitness News. 12 hours, that's how long dispatch records show it took New Orleans police to respond to a woman who was calling for help from a man allegedly abusing her. Good evening, everyone. I'm Sharice Gibson. And I'm Devin Bartolotta. Asia Davis was eventually killed by that man, investigators say. And now the city council wants to know why police took so long to get to her. Eleanor Tabone has the story. They were too busy eating donuts. They were too busy at Brothers buying chicken. They were too busy getting gas. I don't know. I can think of a multitude of reasons as to why she was, as to why it took them so long to get to her. But um, no, no, continue. Asia Davis is one of six women killed in New Orleans in the span of a month. According to dispatch records, the young mother called for help, but seemingly authorities failed her. This woman reached out twice to the New Orleans Police Department through 911 and made complaints fearing for her life. <laughs> Kenya Davis is still grieving the loss of her 28-year-old daughter, Asia Davis. She was apparently killed by her boyfriend, Henry Talley Jr. Our partners at NOLA.com say he shot her, then ran over her. God damn. He shot her and ran over her. Jesus Christ. He wanted to make sure she was dead. Men don't just snap like that. Now, I read an article on this where it said he was accusing her of infidelity. Who? For him to snap the way he did, hey, I'm not condoning it. I'm not. He needs to go his ass to jail. Life sentence. He did that. He deserved every year he served. Really and truly, he deserved the death penalty for what he did. No, 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 no. You, you, you need to go, sir. But men don't just snap like that. They don't. No, 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 no. Shooting you would be enough. For him to have rolled over her, he had to have had proof. Somebody had to have told him he seen her. They seen her with somebody or something along those lines. He had proof. She was doing something. Men don't just snap like that. Twice before her death, she called 911 for help. But dispatch records show on both April 6th and April 18th, her calls were downgraded. In both occasions, it took NOPD 12 hours to respond, and both calls were marked gone on arrival. NOPD says those calls were downgraded because the suspect had left the scene and there was no threat of imminent danger. Council President J.P. Morrell wants to know why a domestic violence complaint is not a priority. It is hard for us as a city 
to have victims and survivors take us seriously, we don't prioritize their safety by thinking a 12-hour response on two complaints of domestic violence is acceptable. Just what we see in, in this case regarding Miss Davis. She's dead now. She's dead. Domestic violence advocate Kim Sports says there's no excuse for why it took officers that long to get to Asia. There's a reason why we have laws that distinguish uh, simple battery from domestic abuse battery. And that's because of the threat of imminent harm to a victim of domestic abuse. Eleanor Tabone, Eyewitness News. Henry Talley Jr. has been arrested and is now facing a second-degree murder charge. NOPD says when it responded 12 hours later to Asia's calls, they tried to call her and knocked on the door but didn't get a response, so they marked their call gone on arrival. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Yep, those news reports. That's why I put up here on the podcast. There's something, there's something happening every day here. It's never a dull moment. From carjackings, break-ins, to murders. It's always something. I think subliminally, I only stay here because of the food. <laughs> I think that's about it. I don't know. I don't think, well, I've heard New York can't cook. I've heard California can't cook. I've heard Florida can't cook. Texas, nah, Texas is on par with New Orleans. Um, I heard Boston can't cook. Colorado. Man, I don't want to go to some of these places. I really don't. I like home. We can cook. Man, how the hell we passed up Chicago as the murder capital? I didn't even know that was possible. Chirac. I would think if anybody was to pass up Chicago, it would be Detroit or maybe the whole state of Florida or maybe Tulsa, Oklahoma. It seemed like they only do episodes of the first 48 in Tulsa. When I turn that show on, I know exactly what city they're in just by seeing the cops. <laughs> Boy, that's some dedication for your ass. It really is. I think certain parts of this city should just be nuked. Start fresh. Like if, no, I take that back. When <laughs> World War Three starts, they should have like, like magnetic missile attractors bringing in whatever missile to hit different parts of New Orleans East, Chicago, Detroit, and Florida, and Tulsa. Just nuke the shit and start over. Like, how are some of these people even free? You can only let out so many people because of central lockup overcrowding. It's almost like they'll arrest these people and as fast as they're back on the street, one would think they'll arrest the person. The cop drives up the street and just let the nigga out the car. The cop be like, uh, yeah, bro, look, um, I got your information. I got your record. Um, look, you go ahead on. I'm going to file this paperwork and add this new charge. Uh, you won't get a court date. So expect a new warrant out for your arrest and I'll see you next week. Deal. <laughs> That's what this joke seemed like now. That's what this seems like. And yet people talking about taking away guns. Oh, guns kill people. Inanimate objects kill people. 
Oh, hell no. Stupid people with guns kill people. Leave my gun alone. If we don't have guns, they will. Either that, or we gonna be walking around the city like some bleach anime characters with a with a zanpakuto, or like katanas of various sizes, just long ass swords. We need something out here. It ain't safe. That's why I stay my ass inside. I ain't got time for all that. And these news reports were all black people, of course. I get tired of telling people. I'm not afraid of the police. Yeah, sure. I don't like them. A lot of people don't like the cops. But I'm not afraid of them. There's a difference. I'm more afraid to be walking out my door at 1 o'clock in the morning trying to go to work. And one of y'all uncles or cousins robbed me or trying to shoot me. For absolutely no reason. Outside of me having access to something they don't like psh, money, shit I work hard for. I don't care about. I don't care what nobody say. Most of the bad things happen in your life came from a black person, somebody sharing your skin tone. I don't care what nobody say. Your kin folk ain't always your skin folk, and I live by that. Now, I don't trust being around too many Negroes. I don't. I can't. Can't let that go down too long. I don't even go to the barbershop no more. <laughs> Particularly because I'm lazy. But also because it's too many niggas. It is. It's too many niggas. I pass. I'm good. Shit, I started growing my damn hair out. Hell with this. Niggas need to get a job. Get y'all ass a hobby. Shit, I can play Pokemon all day. Training and catching new Pokemon. Putting in some cheat codes. Give me some more Master Balls. Shoot, you want to go shoot up the block? Tell the ops to meet you in the lobby on Call of Duty. Y'all can squash a lot of beef like that. Trust and believe. I went 1v1 with plenty of people. Talk about, oh, oh, you're cheating, you're hacking. No, I ain't hacking nothing. I just shot your ass before you shot me. I saw you first. And I decided to put a digital bullet between your eyes. That's that's all I did. That's <laughs> That was it. <laughs> Man, we got innocent people in church getting caught in these crossfires in John, bro. Hash that shit out in a video game. Hash that junk out on a basketball court or something. Shoot, stop getting all these innocent people involved. Shoot, these stupid, uneducated, overly emotional, single mother raised, slap nut fools out here having nothing better to do but steal calls, breaking homes, and getting the shootouts and kill and hurt innocent people and children. Shit, if you ask me, I'll say shoot them first, ask questions later. Walk up to me acting suspicious and watch how fast you get a bullet whizzing past your face. That was a warning shot. I missed on purpose. Now I don't miss twice. Turn around and walk away. <laughs> I wish Batman was real. Bruce Wayne being New Orleans just tan junk up left and right. Dropping niggas off rooftops and shit by the ankles. We'll start seeing bounties and shit on the news. <laughs> the Punisher coming arrest somebody to catch a bounty. <laughs> oh man, we need something to crack in New Orleans, man. These people, bro, these, bro, these, these teenagers getting bold, bro. And I ain't wanting to be out here advocating. Oh, oh, he said to shoot a teenager. I, 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 uh, yeah, shoot the little nigga. I mean, uh, 
Uh, he ain't gonna do nothing but steal your car. I mean, he ain't gonna do nothing but breaking your goddamn house. Uh, I mean, you wanna let him live and see what happens next? Uh, that's not a. Uh, that's not a series of events I'm willing to sit down and take place in. <laughs> I don't think I wanna take part in that at all. I'ma shoot your ass next questions later. I ain't got time for this shit. I don't. Man, I don't. The nigga should be in school. Remember the lady I did the podcast on uh, some months back? And um, they carjacked this lady and they drug her up the street. She was stuck by the seatbelt and they ripped the damn lady arm off. Yeah, all of them are being charged as adults now. Yes, thank God. All of them are being charged as adults. And that was a day where all of their monkey asses should have been in school. Y'all asses should have been in school. Why y'all wasn't in school? Why y'all wasn't in school? Why that old white lady didn't have a gun? She could have shot all y'all asses and just went on with her fucking day. Y'all tried to pull her out the car. She just, bow, just blew one of y'all fucking heads off. And you know black people, they gonna run. The niggas trying to steal the car with you after you got your head blown off. They ain't gonna do shit but run. And probably try to drag your body away like two or three feet and then realize how heavy you are and leave your ass there while they run while, while they run the fuck away. That's what would have happened if that, if that old white lady had a gun. That's what would have happened. We need to figure this stuff out. I mean, I don't know if it's the lack of parents. So, well, I'm pretty positive it's the lack of fathers. I'm fully aware of that. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go around just blaming all the mothers because I mean, at, at the end of the day, you can raise your child a certain way, and they still end up doing some stupid shit, you know. And so, I, I mean, I don't want to sit up here and blame the mothers. But come on, man, we gotta do, we gotta do something. I mean, because it's gonna start getting to the point to where. So what these people gonna start offing y'all kids? They're gonna, they're gonna start offing y'all teen kids. I'm telling you, man. They had the one guy in New Orleans. He put a flashbang grenade in his pickup truck. Somebody broke his window, got into his truck, and was trying to steal or rob the truck. And in the process of the dude getting into the the pickup, the flashbang went off. And you should have seen this dude scurry his skinny ass out that man's broken window. That shit was hilarious. And then they tried to bring charges on the fucking dude. Um, I think tell this, I think right now, currently, of course, at the time of this podcast, I think they dropped those charges on the on the, um, on the guy who rigged the flashbang to go off. Either way, the point I'm making is that shit was hilarious. It was funny. You get what you get. I wish it wasn't a flashbang. I wish there was a gun. The moment you break that window and climb your ass in that in that car, boop, right between the eyes. You get what you get. Stop stealing people's stuff. People work hard for this shit. People work hard for their homes. People work hard for their cars. These women, these ladies, they work hard for these purses. Some of them. And I say persons because some of these persons are name brand and stuff. But the point I'm making is people work hard for their shit. And they ain't got time to be walking up the street trying to catch the bus or, or simply trying to get to their car so they could go about their business for you to come and rob them. And, not, and you expect nothing to happen to you. You just expect nothing to, to transpire. Nothing is going to happen to you. That's what some of these motherfuckers expect. They're going to run up on the wrong person one day. And they're going to start dropping like flies. New Orleans is the murder capital of the United States right now, but for how long? 
New Orleans is an open carry state. Louisiana is an open carry state. Chicago, Illinois is not. Louisiana is open carry. You're going to walk up on the right one and you're going to get killed. We may not have a stand your ground law here like Florida does. Oh, but trust and believe guns are very plentiful. <laughs> we have open carry. Yes, we do. Run up on the wrong person. You don't get your brains blown out. Somebody sitting at a red light, you come tug on their door handle. They shoot your ass through that window. Uh, you play a stupid game and won a stupid prize, sir. I have no sympathy. And that's what's going to start happening. I'm telling y'all. That's what's going to start happening. Oh, let's move on with the podcast, shall we? Yeah. If you hate on me, I don't like you. It sucks that I can't come fight you. Cause most y'all niggas in high school. Talk loud, but sweeter than a height you. I'm flow being colder than ice cube. I do know I'm staying up like nice boobs. I evolved on them and I'm bright like right you. Tycoon sweater boy, how did it Top five, I'm in it now. I get the money in big amounts. Give it out. I help the people that's in the crowd. All of my dreams I've been living out. I'm working hard like the people that in and out. I'm in the game. I ain't sitting down. People be trying to figure out how I be spitting. The quickest this nigga gon' rip it like I swear the ticket they giving out. Blow like a kneecap is giving out. Travel the world and I rent it out. I bring my people to kick it out. Call that the trickle down. Whole team is winning. My chickens are thickest. I hit it the minute she stick it out. Been independent, been getting the spinach. They listen when new futuristic out. I need to simmer down. Flow as cold as the winter. It feel like December brown. I'm in the desert just sipping this liquor. They burn you the second they hit your mouth. Into my liver out. I want the pie, not a sliver. My mission is getting out. Keep making hits like a kid playing tennis. Don't compare me to none of these little niggas out. I ain't like nobody else. 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 Trying to sing you songs, I've been at your shows, you can't hit the notes. All you rappers showing off your cash, but the simple fact that you actually broke. Chasing paper when you make the paper, then you understand it isn't working so. All you rappers got the game twisted. I ain't never had the same vision. Know that I'm here to make a difference. I know I'm what the game isn't. Couple rappers finally get it now. A couple rappers about to show you how. A couple rappers kinda make me proud, but they ain't me, cause I've been standing out, yo. I ain't like nobody else. I ain't like nobody else. Oh! I ain't like nobody else. 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 Tell me how to do it if they never even did it right These days I don't waste a minute of my time 
tell nobody what I'm doing. I just do it if I fail. Keep it pushing till I get it right. Yeah, these days I've been wide awake. I never sleep late. Got a lot to do. I treat a Sunday like a weekday. Do it for my son. Set the table. I need three plates. Have my cake and eat it, baby. Don't forget the cheesecake. Got it. Yeah, they know I got it. Confidence contagious. So the ones around me caught it. Everybody waiting on me. Hoping I'ma drop it. I feel like all this weight is on me. Still, I'm never stopping. No, that is not a. Pushing myself to the limit, I set a goal, but still I never feel enough when I get it. Cause when I go and all these feelings overflow to the ceiling, it's like a hole just open up and I don't know how to fill it. I tell them, look, I don't make mistakes, the mistakes make me drop songs when I write them. I don't wait eight weeks, they to focus on the image now, but that ain't me. A lot of rats taking pics, that's why they say cheese. Lately I've been feeling like there's something off. A lot of friends used to show me love, ain't showing love at all. Yeah, only cheer me on when I was underdog. Running up the numbers, everybody keep on running off. Funny how they wanted me to win until I passed them. Now all of a sudden they be talking in the past tense. He was this, he was that, like I changed up. Uh, had a kid, I'm a dad, gotta make funds these days. Everybody focus on the he say, she say. Acting up and trying to make a scene like a screenplay. Stick to the plan. Yeah, I'm focused on the music, not a pick for the gram. Stay true to my supporters. Yes, I did it for them. So even when I get hot, never switch on a fan. These days, I don't take advice from anybody who will tell me how to do it if they never even did it right. These days, I don't waste a minute of my time reminiscing on regrets of the past. That's a different life. These days, I don't need nobody's validation. These days, I don't need nobody's invitation. These days, I don't tell nobody what I'm All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with the main event. I'm letting you all know now, my commentary is not going to go the way you may expect it to. It's not. I might drop some jaws on this one. So here it is. I pose the question. Should the stepfather pay for his stepdaughter's wedding if she wants her biological father to give her away? That is the question I will be answering today. And the answer to that is absolutely not. He shouldn't pay for it. Appreciate you you all for coming. I'm the Prince of Petty. Y'all are childish. I'm out this thing. Oh, y'all still there. Okay, my bad. Okay, nah, for real. The real talk, real talk, real talk. I have a clip here. I'm going to play for y'all. It's about six minutes. With a gentleman of black descent asking if he is an asshole for not, for not stepping up and paying for his stepdaughter's dream wedding. This man comes with a lot of context. Now. Before I saw the video, I was like, damn, bro, you down bad for that. You married to her mom and you refuse to pay for the wedding. Man, you ain't shit. Mom should leave you all that. That was my initial thoughts. Then I saw the video. And my entire perspective changed 
within the first minute of the six minutes of him speaking. He didn't even have to finish. So let's hear it. Let's hear this man's story and the context so I can truthfully answer this question for you all. Let's go. Another a-hole for refusing to pay for my stepdaughter's wedding because her real daddy is the one that's going to walk her down the aisle. So let me tell you guys about my stepdaughter, all right? She wants her real daddy to walk her down the aisle. Now let me give you a little backstory on, my, on me and my stepdaughter. She just graduated from university, which I paid for. Now, she went to an in-state university, but it still cost me about $40,000. Now, I also bought her a car. I bought her a car straight after high school. That way she could go back and forth to school. I bought her a car. She still lives with me and her mother. She does not have a job. Now, she's set to be married on August the 8th. And for the past six months, that's all her her mother been talking about doing. Being occupied with, being consumed most of their time. Now, her daddy, he don't contribute to not one cent on her. Not her education, not her, not child support, which is partly her mother's fault because, you know, she didn't fight for that. And, and that I guess that's just what the settlement was. And he only around to make promises. I do that for you. I do this for you. And then take off. And then she'd be heartbroken. But she adores her father, right? So, like I said, she said to be married in August. And the wedding venue, I told them they could have it in my home. The wedding venue can hold about 250 people, right? Now, I said, hey, I got a list of 20 people, 20 people that I want to come to the wedding. I'm paying for this at my house. I want these 20 people to come. Do y'all know Saturday, I see one of my friends at the golf course, right? He's supposed to come to the wedding. I'm like, hey, I'm going to see you at the wedding, right? He said, I only got an announcement. I didn't get an invite. I'm like, nah. I'll let my girlfriend and stepdaughter know to send out the invitations on these few people, and then you're supposed to get an invite. He said, I got something, but it was an announcement. So we walked to his car because I want to check, right? And sure enough, it was an announcement. So I went and talked to my, to my, uh, my girlfriend and said, did you invite those 20 people to the wedding that I, that I told you about? Man, she didn't invite none of them. She said 250 people is a little tight, and I don't think we can get your 20 people in there. Man, I was pissed. <clears throat> and the people that, that were supposed to come, they pissed as well. Then she's going to say, if any of the people that we already invited don't RSVP, then we'll get some of your people in here. I'm like, what? Man, that's crazy, man. Don't even worry about it, man. I'll just be mad. All right? So now, the crazy part about it is, when I check the invitations, they don't even have my name on them. They have her real daddy and her on the invitation that I paid for. I paid for these invitations. How you got a real daddy on there, her mama on there? Cool. Couple days later, I'm hosting. Hosting the venue at my house. Host, hosting the, the wedding family at my house, okay? It's me, stepdaughter, a girlfriend, groom, and their parents, right? Trying to help everybody get real acquainted. Then a surprise guest shows up. My stepdaughter's real daddy. And I'm like, you know what? You know, look cool. He probably just coming to the wedding, right? But tell me why my stepdaughter proceeds to stand up and announce that her real daddy is giving her way at the wedding. What? The wedding that I'm paying for the, in my house? The daddy don't do nothing for you? It's giving you away? Ah, oh, and they were just so happy and smiling. Ah, oh, yay, great. Inside, I was fuming. Inside, I wanted to cry or punch somebody. Probably wanted to do both, honestly. So... I took that time to stand up and give my give a toast as well. I said, you know, I owe the groom and the bride 
a deep debt of gratitude because they have opened my eyes tonight. Oh, everybody at the table just smiling. They have let me know that my position in this family is not what I thought it was. Oh, you should have saw the frowns, man. Now they mad. It done got serious. I let them know I am not the godfather or, you know, the head of the family that I thought I was, the loved one that would be seeked out in times of need. Nah. I realize I'm an ATM. Yeah. So, since I have been replaced as host as the other wedding, I shall be relinquishing, giving my financial duties to the new host. And I will back out monetarily. Yeah. Yep. Now, after the announcement, a whole lot of snickering was going on around the table, right? A lot of mumbling. But they didn't say anything to me. Nobody addressed me now. Now, later that night, tell me why my girlfriend going to come to me talking about some how I'm ruining so much. How, how I'm ruining so much for backing out. And how her daughter ain't going to have her, 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 her dream wedding. And how her daughter ain't this and that. Okay, well, it's apparent that I'm not family in this family. So the family should take care of it, right? That's my stepdaughter. I mean, it ain't even my stepdaughter, really. It's my girlfriend. Uh, I just happened to be around her for the last 10 years. But tell me why the next day, my girlfriend trying to show me uh, how much I'm ruined, right? She takes me to where they're planning the wedding, and the wedding planner showed me, uh, you know, all the, all the things they got going down, everything they got set up. I look at the venue. They got some father-daughter dances, right? Three songs. All of them cater to her real dad, not me. I looked at the food, the food they got. Two of the dishes got stuff I'm allergic to in it. I just started laughing. Like, <laughs> they want me to pay for this. His name on it, not mine. His songs, not mine. The food, I can't eat the food. And the 20 people out of 250 that I want, they can't even come in, in my house? Wow. Okay. It's wild, man. So I went on ahead and let her know. I will not be there and neither will my money. Yeah. And they will no longer be at my house either. And you will no longer be at my house or your daughter. Because, yeah, I'm not family. I'm not even important enough to be uh, put, put up on the brochure. It's crazy, man. What the actual fuck is going on in this video game we call life? What is this tomfoolery? Let's start with the females and all of this. The mom and the daughter. I'm assuming she only has one kid. That's all the guy bought up. So I want to give a shout out to this woman for not getting her club shot up and possibly only having one child. Assuming how old this guy looks, his primary focus being on what he specifically did for her and the graduating in marriage age of the daughter. This might be this woman's only kid. Good job, mom. Now, ma'am, this is the man who's been around your child for damn near half her life. Again, based on him stating it's a 10 year relationship and the graduating age of the daughter. He's been around at least half this young girl's life. Ma'am, how dare you? Allow this delusional broad that being your daughter to think it's okay for a nigga 
that being her daddy, to walk her down the aisle and give her away at her wedding. Let alone get a simple invite. Absolutely not. He ain't putting in for those festivities. He's just the body that's going to show up at the daddy's house. Oh, hell no. That is disrespectful to the highest degree. That man didn't buy her a car, put her through college, nor help raise her. He just pops up willy-nilly. Y'all even went as far as to put his name on the event invitations. Oh, hell no. Ain't no way. I wish the fuck my stepdaughter would put her daddy on waiting invitations, let alone want him to give her away. Nope. I promise you, I'll shut down anything going on. You can go on and get married. He can give you away. Have at it. But trust and believe, my money ain't going to be nowhere near it. Absolutely not. I've been here the whole time, taking care of you and your mom, helping in a household, everything. And you want the nigga who just gave you a bunch of broken promises and wasted your mother's time to give you away at your wedding? Nope, I'm good. This man was right in not paying for this foolishness. He was. Now, moving right along. Oh, yes, I'm done with them. That was too easy, actually. I jumped down the ladies' throats. Pause. Let's jump on stepdad. Pause. Captain, save a bitch. Captain, he's not a member of the actual family. Sir, I need you to take several seats while um I run this to you. Sir, you had me when you first addressed her mother as your girlfriend. I was done when you said that. I didn't need to hear anything else. So with that said... Let's address the elephant in the room. That's not your stepkid. She's not your stepdaughter. For you never married her mom. Ten years. God damn, ten years. Most likely almost half that young lady's life. You've only been dating her mom this whole time. Keyword, dating. You never took that extra step in solidifying your role, the actual position in that family, that household, that mother, nor that young lady's life for you to feel any kind of way about her wanting her real dad to walk her down the aisle. Looking at the house that can hold upwards of 250 heads, word, you making some type of money, ain't no hating over here. Now, what did you decide to do with that bread? What did you decide to do with that money? 40K paid for your girlfriend's daughter education. You bought the girlfriend's daughter a car. Now, I'm not judging based upon what you do with your money, but hear me out. It seems as if whatever problem arose, you just threw some money at it to make it go away. With that said, how the fuck is that? bought up as a point of contention or a point of context in the grand scheme of you paying for the wedding and you not giving her away at the altar. Why did that come up? 
Why did the things you did have to come up? You could have easily just said you were there when the biological father wasn't and left it at that. But no, you decided to bring up specifics. That tells me when you originally did it, you had second thoughts. And you only did it because you were dating her mom. So you flashed some money around and threw it at the problem. Fuck that. As her quote unquote stepdad, which you're not, but you took claim to that delusionary title. Word. Old girl could have got a job and put down on her own car. Teach her ass some responsibility. Or hell, mom should have been able to do that herself, given the fact that the two of you weren't married in over 10 years of being together. That car was not for you to buy, sir. I've talked about it before, setting your children up for success. The mom clearly didn't do that. College. I don't give a damn if she graduated college. That's a plaque and a piece of paper. You can go to college and still be stupid. If you were any type of father figure, within those 10 years, you and or the mom would have set her up for a success in life by saving and having to pay for, and not having to pay for that at the last minute. Or if her dumbass was smart, she would have gotten scholarships. She would have gotten grants. But no, she sat there and took 40K from you to pay for school. How much did the mom put up, if any at all? I'll wait. My point exactly. The biological father never paid child support. Okay, word. He ain't the first, ain't gonna be the last. I can tell you right now, I personally dealt with a woman who let the father do the same things this man experienced and spoke on. Dad comes around, make a few blank promises, disappear, never give a dime to help. I've been there and seen it. Sir, you should have voiced your opinion about that to her the first time you seen it happen. That was your opportunity to let it be known to the mom. That's not what fathers do. He's acting like a little boy. If he lies, beat around a bush and doesn't help you with the child in any way, why do you still let him come around? These were things you could have bought up and spoke on when you seen and watched it happen the time of. Maybe she didn't want the child support. Who knows? Maybe she has her own money. Maybe she has her own career. But then that begs the question. Why didn't she buy her own daughter a car and pay for her own daughter's college instead of having you do it? Whether it was offered or not, a plan should have been put in place for that. They should not have had a reason to depend on you and y'all not married. The venue, the venue was going to be your house. Word. That's what he said. Play it back. He said the wedding was going to be at his house. They can hold up up to about 250 people. Those are his words. Peep this out. Y'all know how I love pointing out things most people won't notice. Y'all don't even live together. He didn't say this was an extra home. He didn't specify it being a rental property. His exact words was his house. Not only are y'all not married and you constantly calling this woman your stepdaughter, but y'all have two separate homes. Now, I can see if y'all live together. Maybe I give you a pass on not being married, but y'all don't even live at the same residence. How the fuck that go? 
10 years, not married, two separate houses, calling this kid your stepkid, bought the kid a car, paid for college, paid for invitations your name wasn't even on, was told your little 20 people couldn't even come, and you was expected to pay for the wedding? What universe is this? And this whole six-minute-ass video he made explaining this 10-year relationship with this woman and her daughter the whole time y'all got two completely separate mailing addresses. What the fuck? Let's get one thing straight. Sir, I commend you for doing everything you could do for and raising what I think may actually be a great young woman seeing fit to have a reason to be married. He didn't mention grandkids, so I'm assuming the young lady doesn't have any kids herself. Great. Sir, I commend you. You did a great job with the mom in creating this fine example of a worthwhile woman. You and this 10-year creation, uh, you, and your, you and this 10-year relationship. Y'all did that. But, there's always a but. But, statistics show a sucker is born every day. Sir, the day you made that video, that day, you were that sucker. I be damned. Understand something. Nigga, you knew you wasn't a member of that family before all this took place. You knew. And let me tell you all how I know he knew. Sir, you knew because I been in your shoes. Dating back to my ex-wife. I knew I wasn't expected, um, expected to be the leader of that household. As a father figure for the children whose dads left them high and dry. There were signs and plenty of them. I just ignored them. That's my fault. No one's fault but my own. You don't just get up one day, daughter gets married, and she says she wants her biological dad to walk her down the aisle after you've been around for the last 10 years, married or not. Sir, you ignored every sign that girl, you ignored every sign her mother, both of them. You ignored the signs they gave you. Excuse me, I belched. From her letting the biological father around on a whim, knowing he's only going to let her down while you're there to pick up the pieces, and so on and so forth. You knew. And another reason he knew. Sir, there's a reason you never married that girl's mother. I don't know the reason, because I don't know the people involved. But you do. You know why. Ten years and you never put a ring on it. How did I know he never put a ring on it? Because he bought up everything he did for the daughter, but never mentioned his own proposal or marriage to her mom. The mom was addressed multiple times in his video, literally as his girlfriend. Not a wife, not a fiance, not once. You know why you didn't marry that woman? Stop acting shocked. That she wants her biological father to give her away. Stop acting shocked when you realize your name isn't even on the invitations that you paid for and should actually have a say in putting together. Stop acting shocked when you realize you're being treated like an outsider. When that's exactly what you are. You were a paycheck, sir. And it took this for you to finally see it.
And it took this for you to finally open your eyes to the harsh reality a lot of men face when being with single mothers. It took this for you to finally break it off with the mom. That's all this was. You're an ATM. Sir, you fucked around and found out the hard way after 10 years. Based on what was said his problem was, based on his context, ladies and gentlemen, I think I've been preaching. Do you agree? Y'all know I'm not the most spiritual person, but I, in fact, know the universe works out crazy results at times. They say God works in mysterious ways. Y'all don't hear me. This was an opportunity the universe put before you to fix your love life. This was an opportunity God put in front of you so you can see firsthand where you were fucking up. Who was talking behind your back? Who had something to say? Who was opposed to you? God did that so you can see it for yourself. So you can get out of a situation to where you wasted 10 years of all three of y'all's lives. You were wasting your life, sir. I guarantee you, if you did that for any other woman's child, nigga, you wouldn't have had to have asked her to marry you. She would have went bought a ring and asked you to marry her, her damn self, to tie you down so another bitch can't get what you're doing for her and her kid. Under normal circumstances, men don't do all that for kids that ain't theirs. They don't. Unless y'all are married and he looks at them as his own. Men don't do that at random. They don't. Sir, you saw something in this woman she didn't see in you. And maybe subliminally, you knew that. Hence why y'all dated for 10 years. Subliminally, you knew that. Hence why y'all never joined homes or finances. Subliminally, you knew she didn't see in you what you saw in her because you wouldn't have saw fit to make this viral video asking that question and bringing up the things you specifically brought up. Stop me when I said something that was illogical or irrational. I'll wait. Because y'all sat here, heard me out, and said to y'all selves, damn, Prince got a point. I pointed out things y'all may have missed because I listen and read between the lines. To me, in my anxiety, everything has an underlying reason or meaning. I bet y'all thought I was going to come on here and say, yeah, nigga, you got what you got. That's what you get for dating a single mother. See, that's where myself, Kevin Samuels, Tommy Sotomayor, that's where we differ. See, I don't have a problem with single mothers at all. My problem comes in when a delusional way of thinking is shared among them. But I call out that particular group because I, for a fact, know it's not all. Sir, now that you got your answer, now that you have assurance, now that you have the affirmation of something you may have already been thinking, pack it up. Go home. Rebuild. Let the mom be with that nigga. Let the daughter look up to a nigga that ain't do shit for her. While you sit there, pat yourself on the back 
and continue being the upstanding man you are knowing you tried. Because that's all you can do in life is try. Throw them 10 years in the stool and flush it. Go back to your big ass house and attract you a woman that, that, that will appreciate and that will reciprocate what you do. Because apparently those two didn't get the memo. I know I was harsh on old dude, but sometimes you got to assess things. Sometimes you got to accept what's factual, what's true. I believe deep down it was subliminal. He knew he wasn't necessarily a member of that family. So he did the things he did, hoping something would change. And it didn't. Everything blew up in his face. Once they started planning for that wedding and she wanted her biological father, the same nigga that didn't do shit for her to walk her down the aisle and give her away and not him. But y'all gonna use his house. Oh, but y'all gonna use his money. And he's not a part of the wedding. Y'all snickering at the table and everything once he came clean and told y'all what he felt. Y'all snickering and got shit to say, but nobody gonna say anything to him. That sounds about right. Sir, I hope you got your eyes open and I really hope you stand on your word. You said you let her go. Let her go. Let both of them go. Live your life, bro. You did what an upstanding man would do. Sure, you didn't marry her 10 damn years. I think that's pretty excessive. In most states, that would be a common law marriage, actually. But you still looked out for that kid. Growing up into an adult. You did that. And if I was able to shake your hand, I would. But everything I say in this podcast stands. Sir, you just got your eyes opened. And this was the opportunity you needed to see it for yourself. I've been the Prince of Petty. I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Deuces. <laughs>